So for this morning, Psalm 116 is where we're going to be. We're wrapping up kind of the theme of our month. The theme for the month uh, of our study here has been a faith that conquers. And we've worked in some of our studies through the book of Joshua, um, looking how God has provided in some miraculous ways. And then today was kind of how the people responded to what God has done. Remember what he's done, and then this is the resolve of me and my family. And it was an encouragement to make that the resolve of you and your family as well. Uh, so we're going to talk today, though, about this faith that conquers or having a conquering faith. All right, Psalm 116, and we'll be there in just a minute so you can follow along. But you know we like to talk. And so I want you to help me here. Talk to me back in a little bit. Or talk back to me a little bit. Um, if you were to define the word conquer, like what comes to mind when you think of conquer? Maybe it's a word picture, not even a definition. Conquer. Subdued. Yeah. To win over the victory. Yep. Anybody else this morning? Conquer. Could be defeat, right? Could be the opposite side. To take control of, okay? Good. Anybody else? Conquer? So I didn't realize you guys wrote the dictionary on this word, but you did. So if you'd look this up, you'd see all these things. It means to, get, to gain control of, to subdue, to defeat, to get the victory over. Um, or it could mean also to eliminate, minimize, things of that nature. So, have you ever conquered something? Has there been something in your life that you've kind of won, that you've gained the victory over? Maybe it was a fear, something in your past that kind of kept you from doing something and you finally got beyond that fear. Maybe it was a subject. You, know, you were trying to learn a specific subject and you just couldn't get it figured out. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, that makes sense to me now. Or maybe it was in your job. You couldn't figure out how to make a certain cut or a certain weld or you couldn't figure out how to work with a certain person or how to make certain numbers equal out. And you kept at it and it was like, oh, I finally figured this out. This makes sense now. And so you conquered that. Anybody ever conquered anything? I see one person. All right. So one of us is, is a conqueror. So that means maybe the rest of us are on the flip side of that coin, which means that we have been conquered. You know, one of my things that I conquer regularly with the help of God is what I'm currently doing. All right, so the, and you know this story, right? The last thing I ever wanted to do was stand in front of people, and I'd still prefer to be sitting where you are and to support what God's leading somebody else to do. Um, but God has his ways, and we just submit, right? So you let God be God just as I do, and whatever he's asking, uh, we'll trust him to supply. And so every... Every time I step forward to teach, whether that's in a life group or if that's here this morning or if it's in a class uh, with sixth graders, it's still the same prayer. God, help me here this morning or help me this afternoon because I'm just, I, I feel awkward, feel inadequate, feel weak, like this is not what I should be doing. You've miscalled me. And then I read a little story like a guy named Moses. Remember Moses? Moses wasn't good at anything, so he thought. And God used him to create one of the greatest stories that's ever been told. Um, so that's Moses. That's not Corey. But it just reminds me that if God can use him, whatever he's asking me to do, I can trust him with that. So I conquer regularly. Okay? Uh, I could be willing to take a back seat, and sometimes I find myself doing that. I just withdraw. I feel socially awkward, so I withdraw. And, and yet then there's times where I pray. It's like, God, you've got to help me here. Speak, visit, stick, talk, you know, do something. 
And he's good about helping me with that. So maybe you found yourself conquering something, or maybe you found yourself being conquered. And I'd say we've probably been all there as well. Several things we could outline. One would be like an emotion, something from your past that just keeps conquering you. Anybody deal with that? You've done something in your past, said something in your past, and it's like you just can't gain the victory over it. God's forgiven it and forgotten it, but it's just like when you think about it, you feel terrible. You feel guilty and you feel like a failure. You know, sometimes our past and the emotions of the past, they just conquer us. They rule our day and we can't get beyond it. Uh, It could be, you know, maybe there's somebody in your life that just rubs you wrong and you feel like, I just can't get beyond this. And you're trying to figure out how to do so. Maybe in that relationship, you just consistently feel battled and defeated, dominated, or conquered. Uh, It could be a failure could be an inconsistency in my character. You know, I say I'm one way, but then I go out and live a different way, and sometimes then I feel conquered. Anybody feel that way? We were talking in our study last Sunday morning about sometimes when I sin, I feel like I need a few days to kind of make it right. You know, give me a few days between there that I've done good, and now I'm kind of back up on track again. Uh, and that's just not true at all, and that's not how God works. But sometimes an inconsistency in who we want to be comes out and we feel conquered by it and we just can't move beyond it. Or it could be a doubt. You know, something that we're not sure about God or a doubt in a relationship with somebody else and we just feel consistently like we are battled. So I would say we understand really clearly what it means to be conquered and I would hope that we understand as well what it means to conquer, right? And if not, then this would be a good day for us just to hear some things that are true. Because what God says over you is not only are you a conqueror, you are what? You are more than a conqueror. All right? You're more than that in Christ. And so if you're sitting here today and you've never conquered something, you need to hear that word of God as truth. And if you're battling something, feeling conquered by a doubt, a person, a fear, an emotion, you need to hear that as well. You can conquer and be more than a conqueror in that situation. And so today we're going to find a guy named David, and this is who he was. He was a person like you and I, we're going to find he was battling with his emotions. Uh, he had a lost proper perspective, and it brought him to a place where he was being conquered. He was overcome. He felt like he was losing, and that there was nothing, there was no hope for him. And then we'll see how he turns, and he trusts in the Lord, and the end result is that he has a conquering faith. And so my role and my goal here today as your pastor is that you would walk out of here equipped, ready, encouraged, strengthened, to battle and to conquer, knowing that you can do so with faith in Christ. All right? Not, oh, I hope, but definitely I'm going to walk out of here victorious because I'm on, uh, I'm on the winner's side here. So Psalm 116, if you've got a Bible, let's go that direction. And we're going to find this story, unless we're going to read the whole Psalm, okay? 19 verses. I think it's important to kind of get the context here. This is one of these... I wish you could kind of sit, I could sit over David's shoulder and just watch him write. You ever think about things like that? I just wonder how long it took these guys to write out what they wrote. You know, did they just sit down and just write, you know, forever and ever and ever? Or did they write out a few words and think about that for a little bit? Maybe they walked away, you know, feeling beat down and just struck and consumed. 
And they come back and they look at the page and they write a little bit more. My death has entangled me. Distress and sorrow is my name. And just like maybe walked away again and he came back. And maybe it was a progression. I don't know how that worked out, but I wish I could sit there and just watch the struggle of a man inspired with what's true as he dealt with his situation. And so Psalm 116, find a guy not unlike us whatsoever. Ultimately, he's going to end up on the conquering side with faith in God. Here we go. Psalm 116, I love the Lord, for he has heard my voice. He heard my cry for mercy. Because he turned his ear to me, I will call on him as long as I live. The cords of death entangled me. The anguish of the grave came over me. And I was overcome by distress and sorrow. But then I called on the name of the Lord. Lord, save me. And the Lord is gracious and he's righteous. And our God is full of compassion. He protects the unwary. And when I was brought low, he, what? He saved me, right? Or he helped me. And so this is just what he prayed for. Return to your rest, my soul. For the Lord has been good to you. For you, Lord, have delivered me from death. Remember he just talked about death? You've delivered my eyes from tears. You've delivered my feet from stumbling, that I may walk before the Lord in the land of the living. I trusted in the Lord when I said, I am greatly afflicted. And in my alarm, I said, everyone is a liar. And what shall I return to the Lord for all his goodness to me? Well, here's what I'll do. I'll lift up the cup of salvation and I'll call on the name of the Lord. And I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his faithful servants. And truly I am your servant, Lord. I serve you just as my mother did. And you have freed me from my chains. And so I'll sacrifice a thank offering to you and I'll call on the name of the Lord. And I'll fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. In the courts of the house of the Lord in your midst, Jerusalem. Praise the Lord. So here together this morning, I want to look at this conquering faith from these 19 verses as David is battling stuff that you and I battle as well. Different situation, but same feelings, doubts, kind of situation with people, those sorts of things. And we're going to see that he has a conquering faith. So three things we'll highlight uh, this morning. On your bulletin, there's a one, two, three always. You can write stuff down if you want to. Write what you want. We're not turning that in for a grade. Um, that's just for personal reminders. Okay, I had one this week. was in Florida this summer. Listened to Pastor Gene King speak uh, on the goodness of the Lord from Psalm 23. And I'd written down, written down a few things. And so I went back and reviewed that because that was so good to me in that service. And it was good to me again here this week. Right? So that's why you write it down. Because if you're like me, somewhere along the way you're going to go, Now what was that? What did I read that was so good? Or what really blessed my heart? And so if you have a place to go back to... Write it down, all right? Let it serve as a good reminder for you. All right, no one. A faith that conquers is going to be a, uh, a faith that prays to the Lord knowing that he hears. A faith that conquers is a faith that believes and prays to God knowing that God is listening. So two very different things going on here, right? You've got praying and you've got listening. And so when I try to face on my own what seeks to conquer me, where Corey ends up always is I may find a little strength, I may feel like I'm battling well, but I typically end up running full circle and get right back where I started. I tried it, I worked out good for a little bit, but that failed. Now I'm still back in the same place battling person, situation, emotion, doubt, fear, because I've tried to battle and face this on my own. 
And so David's given us some great insight here. As someone who is entangled with death, distress and sorrow is his name. Everywhere he looks, he sees liars. We're seeing somebody here who's found how to conquer. And it began by praying to the Lord, knowing that he hears. And so whenever you and I take a situation that seeks to conquer us, and we turn that over in prayer, that's the beginning, that's the first step towards victory. All right? That's the first step towards riding in a place where your soul is at rest, where you know that you will conquer, not be conquered. So the first step to being conquered is do it yourself. The first step to being a more than conqueror is to pray. And we'll see David here prays, but he prays not just hoping, he prays here knowing, knowing that as he was praying, God was listening. And so let's go back and read this again. He says, I love the Lord. Why? Because he heard my voice, right? If I ask you this morning, why do you love the Lord? You'd have all sorts of reasons why. For David here, he says, I love him because he heard me. When I cried out to him for mercy, he paid attention. Because he turned his ear to me, I will call on him as long as I live. And so the cords of death entangled me. The anguish of the grave came over me. I was overcome by distress and sorrow. And then I called on the name of the Lord, Lord save me. And when you back that up a little further, or further it, verse 6 you'll see, and I was saved. And so here it begins with prayer. How reassuring is it to you when somebody listens to you? Do you like that? I mean, when you're talking to somebody, don't you want them to listen? I mean, it's annoying. It's disrespectful when somebody's talking and somebody's not listening. I tell my students that all the time. Right? I've got to get, draw you back here. I mean, sixth grade students. And, and so I like, I don't, necessarily, I don't need to be heard whatsoever, but when somebody's supposed to be listening, you want them to listen. Right? Otherwise, why are you here? Just you might as well not have come or stay away. So here this past week, I was having a conversation with somebody trying to make a good decision about something. And so I called him up and said, hey, this is what's going on. Can you give me some wisdom here? And so I'm just talking this out loud. Well, the person, all they did was listen. And by the time I finished talking, the answer was right there in front of me. And so I said, man, thank you. And they said, for what? Well, I didn't do anything. I didn't give you any advice or any wisdom. I said, no, but you listened. You listened. And that's brought some influence, some wisdom, some reassurance through whatever, for me, through that decision. But it's the same with other people. So if that works with you and I, how much more so does it work with God when I cry out to God knowing that He listens? That's reassuring to me. God doesn't have a ball game on that He's distracted by. I know none of you get distracted when your spouse talks to you. But God is not that way, right? He pays attention. He's not thinking about something else. He's kind of nodding his head. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. I'm not listening, but I hear words coming out of your mouth. He's intent. He knows exactly what you and I not only are thinking, but he's paying attention to what we are, what we're saying. See, sometimes you and I, and maybe more me than you, we buy the lie that says if God really knows me, why would he ever listen to me? God knows my heart. He knows my thoughts. He sees my sin. He sees the gross kind of, he sees my aggressive attitude, sees how I'm not loving people. Why would he ever be patient and listen to me when I'm often a poor reflection of him? Well, David felt the same way. Psalm 8, verse 4, he says, What is mankind that you are mindful of them, or human beings that you care for them? 
Right? It's this whole idea of you know me, you hear me, and you still listen. And you stick, and you stay, and you pay attention. It's amazing. And it's one of these overwhelming things to think of. The God who holds the stars in place listens to you. He listens to me. And we sing that song here that says, He knows my name. You guys remember that song? The chorus says, He knows my name. He knows my every thought. He sees each tear that falls. And He, and he hears me when I call. Right? That's why we sing songs that we sing because they're true. Right? They resonate what's true and it reverberates in our hearts and minds reminding us of who God is. He knows my name. He knows my thoughts. He knows my tears. And he hears me when I call. David says here, I love the Lord because he heard my voice. Not because he's blessed me with good health. Not because he's given me a spouse and children. Not because he's given me a place uh, to work and the ability to work. I love him because he heard me. And when I cried out to him, he turned his ear my direction. And so David's facing this thing that could conquer him, not real sure what it is, but he prays. And we find him winning with a faith that conquers in that situation because he prayed. He prayed knowing God was listening. And so I don't know what it is that you're facing. Listen, this week we were talking in uh, our life group. Rob reminded us, Pastor Rob, that we're either coming out of a crisis we're either in the middle of a crisis or we're just a, a few steps away from getting into a crisis. That tends to be how life works. And so the reminder here this morning is if it's before you or if it's behind you or if you're in it, pray. Pray knowing that God is listening. What that means is that God is at work. That He's battling. There's a song out right now. It's called The Lion and the Lamb. Uh, by Big Daddy Weave. And the chorus of this song says, Our God is a lion. He's the lion of Judah. He's roaring with power and he's fighting our battles. And then it says, Every knee will bow before him. Right? Philippians 4. That's who your God is. So when you pray and when I pray, it's not throwing it up there like, I hope you can do something. When you pray, you're praying to a God who's listening. And by listening, it means He's active. He's battling. He's working. He's accomplishing things that you and I can't see yet. And so that should give us courage. That should give us boldness as we walk out of here today. Whatever life brings, bring it on because I have a God who will allow me to conquer. He's listening to me. And He's listening to you. So don't ever doubt that. You may feel like my prayer hits the ceiling and it's not getting to God, but what do you know? You've got to know He's listening. See, sometimes you've got to preach to yourself just as I do. You've got to get to what you know. You've got to get past what you're feeling, what I'm feeling, to what we know is true. David knew that he could turn to the Lord and in turning, he remembered that his God is listening. He's battling. He's working on my behalf. And so I can trust Him. A faith that conquers prays knowing that God hears. Alright, let's go number two here. A, prayer, a faith that conquers is going to rest in the Lord knowing that His ways are good. 
There's going to be a key, kind of a, a theme through all three of these points, and it's that word K-N-O-W. There's some things sometimes, like I just said, you've got to know. A faith that conquers rests in the Lord knowing, knowing that he'll be good. And so within this psalm, David mentions some things that are against him. Do you remember some of these things? What does David say is against him? If you'll look back there in the first few verses, you'll see some of these things. He says, the cords of death have entangled me. You ever been there? I don't know that I've been there. I mean, maybe I've been maybe a couple times, a few times where I felt like I was going to die or I didn't know what was going on within my body. But where I'm being pressured and pursued by other people, where I feel like death is on my doorstep, I'm not sure that I've been there. The cords of death entangled me. The anguish of the grave, he says, has overcome me. I have distress. I have sorrow. Maybe we identify more there. He says, I am greatly afflicted. He says, everywhere I look, I see people scheming and lying about me. Remember, he says, I'm trying to trust in the Lord, but all I'm saying is everyone's a liar. He's battled. He's being conquered. He's being overcome by his situation. Listen, this isn't just an average Tuesday. There's some things that he's walking through right now that have him on this like precipice of death where he feels like this is it. This is the pit. This is the ledge. And I'm getting ready to step off and it's over. And yet he remembers, I'll pray. And when he prays, here's what happens. Verse 7 says, Return to your rest, my soul, for the Lord has been good to you. All this stuff going on, right? Distress, sorrow, death. Everywhere I look, everybody's against me. Everywhere I look, everybody's telling a lie. Nobody I know is even truthful anymore. And he says, you've got to go back to rest your soul. Why? Because your Lord has been good to you. For you, Lord, you've delivered me from death. Okay? A few verses earlier, what's he writing? I'm entangled by death. And now here he's writing and he's saying, but you've delivered me from what's entangled me. And he talked about distress and sorrow, and yet here he says, but you've delivered me from having these tears in my eyes. You've moved me from stumbling to a place of being firm so that I may walk before the Lord in this land of the living. But to me, there's a few great phrases in that. A couple words, though, that I really want to highlight, and the first word is the word return. What a great word, Right? We can talk about rest, and we'll get there in a minute. But return, to me, is a powerful word. In the original language, here's what it means. It means to turn back. It means to come again. You ever been to somebody's house, and they're waving bye to you, and they'll say something like that to you? Hey, come again. Right? That's what it, he's talking about here. Hey, just, just come back. Come again. It means to be rescued to return. It means to lodge again. Lodge again. And to me, that's just awesome. You know, sometimes we put the hand up and says, I'm done with you. You're dead to me. And God, knowing us, knowing how we think, knowing how we're conquered, He's still like this. Return. Come back, lodge. Come back home. Come back here and be rescued rather than being conquered. And so what God is telling us to do is the same thing that David did to conquer. He returned. And so he found himself entangled. He found himself stretched. 
He found himself lacking a clear, proper perspective because of his emotion. Everyone's a liar. Everybody's against me. And then he returned. Aren't you thankful today that God will let you return? And not just let us, but he welcomes us and he draws us back. Rather than just saying, hey, you had it good living in my house. You got conquered. Why don't you stay conquered? He's always just come back. Return. Return. So the truth is, when I'm being conquered, very simply, it's because I'm not trusting. I'm putting higher value on my situation or my doubt or my feeling or my fear than I am in my God. And why do I do that? You ever do that? If you've ever been conquered or if you're ever being conquered, we're doing that. That's natural. Remember, we're striving for supernatural. But when I'm conquered, I find myself not trusting him or taking him at his word. You might remember the sons of Korah in Psalm 43. They wrote something very similar to this. Let's look at this here. It says, Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why, soul, why are you so disturbed within me? Right? Here's it. Why are you conquered? Why am I conquered? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise Him, my Savior and my God. See, the way to rest starts with you and I returning. And David wrote return because he knew you and I would find ourselves in positions where we're being conquered. And so he says, come back. Return to rest, my soul. Just like these guys are saying here, why are you downcast? If you've got a God who's battling for you, why are you downcast? If you've got a God who can put your soul at rest, why are you disturbed within? Why? Because your hope's not in God, neither is mine. And so I'll praise Him. I will return to trusting in Him. So that's a great word there, return. There's also another great word here, which is the word rest. And that word rest in its original uh, language, it means to quiet. It means to quiet. You know what it is to be anxious. You know what it is to have your heart pounding. You know what it is to have that lump in your throat where you're nervous. And here the psalmist says, David says, rest. Return to quiet. Return to where you're not discouraged or conquered or disturbed within. It also means return to a settled spot. And figuratively speaking, figuratively speaking, it means return home. That's good. Return home. Return to that place that you've been created to live. That means you and I have been created to be people who are filled with what? With God's peace here and God's rest. So this isn't go take a nap. This is find again the rest for your soul. Trusting that the Lord's ways are good. Now Jesus echoed this. And you'll remember this in Matthew 11. He says, come to me all you who are weary and burdened. We could throw in there today conquered. Disturbed. And I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. And learn from me. For I'm gentle and I'm humble in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy. And my burden is light. And so there's some things sometimes we've got to know. Jesus promised in John 16, and we heard it 
this past Wednesday, in this world you'll have trouble, right? But take heart, be encouraged because I have overcome the world, which means in Christ we overcome as well. In Jesus, you're more than a conqueror, and so am I. Listen, there are times where I'm going to need you to remind me of that. Right? I don't need you against me. I've got plenty of people in my life who are against me. What I need you is behind and for and helping build me. Your God is battling for you. You are more than conqueror even though you're in the midst of this situation. So rest there. Return and rest knowing that what God is doing is good. We also reminded ourselves of the first rule here this past Wednesday which said, realize that God means for you to be where you are. We say, oh, God didn't mean for me to be here. Yeah. He's either brought you there or He's allowed you to go there for His purpose. This is not an accident. We're not out of line with what God's trying to accomplish through us. Realize God has you where you are on purpose. That's what that means. Rest in the Lord knowing that His good. Whatever His ways are, they're good. Though I can't see it, I'll trust. And I'm going to ask you now, Father, to put my soul at rest. Know you'll have trouble. Know that you'll be ready to be conquered. So will I if I'm not praying. But know as well uh, that we can return to the Lord and find rest for our soul knowing that He's good. And then three. A faith that conquers is going to be one that commits to the Lord, having experienced or knowing His love. So this isn't the knowledge information. This is the real transformation. A faith that conquers commits to the Lord, knowing, having experienced, living within the love of God towards Him. And so David knew that he had a role to play. He wasn't just sitting back saying, God, you've got to figure this out. He's going to do what he's capable of. But within the struggle... We find him here praying, we find him relying, returning, trusting, and now he's saying, my next step is, I'm your servant. I'm your servant. He says it a few different ways in Psalm 116. Verse 12, what shall I return to the Lord for all his goodness to me? Well, I'll lift up the cup of salvation and I'll call on the name of the Lord. And I'll fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. See, in light of what God had done for David, David replies with love for God, right? I love you because you heard me. We find that he's living in the rest of God, but now we're finding as well that he's going to live with service to God. He's going to put to practice what he promised that he would do. I'll fulfill my vows. And what he says is, I'll do publicly what I promised to do privately. In all the people's presence, I'll do this. Maybe you can identify. You ever been there? God, if you'll get me out of this, then I will. God, if you'll hear this prayer, then I will. If you'll resolve this, then I will. If you'll do this for my child, then I will. Right? We make all these kind of, in the heat of the moment where we're feeling conquered, promises to God, God, if you'll do this, then we will. We don't know where David is at at this moment. But somewhere he made a private vow to God. And now he's saying, these vows that I said when my feet were entangled, when I, distress and sorrow was my name, when everywhere I looked I saw people scheming against me. Remember, Lord, when I said, I'll do this for you if you'll do this. I will live out 
publicly, this will be my commitment for all my days, the vows that I made. And so knowing and having experienced this love of God towards him, David replies with love in return. I love the Lord because of how he has demonstrated his love towards me. He's listened to me. He's allowed me to return. He's put my soul at rest. You'll read there, uh, verse 17, 18, 19, somewhere in there, he says, you freed me from my chains. Therefore, I will live out, I will conquer as a servant of God. And so here, just simply through the life of David, we've seen a few things that you and I can do. These are practical things. See, being conquered is not the position that we're supposed to be in. Being overcome is not the position we're supposed to be in. Being distressed, worried, afraid, we're not supposed to live there or call that home. That naturally happens. What we've got to do is quickly move to the place of rest. David says it starts by praying. Don't just pray, oh God, I hope you can do something. Pray knowing that God's at work. Whatever his plan is, we'll trust that. It's yours. My life for your glory, take it whenever you want. Doesn't matter. Do what you want. Place me wherever you want on this planet. Call me to ask me to do whatever you want me to do. It doesn't matter. My life for your glory, that's the bottom line. We see that lived out here with David. He prayed knowing God was listening. He rested knowing that God was good. See, we can look around and see bad. What we need to do is make sure we're looking to God and seeing good. His ways are good. The Bible says every one of them is right. If he means for me to be where I am, I need to realize that and rest there. Lord, return my soul to rest as I remember that you're good. And then he committed living out his vows, knowing, experiencing the love of God. And so David had this faith that conquers. My question this morning is this, do we? Do we have this kind of faith that conquers? Now this all starts by believing and receiving Jesus Christ as our Savior. That's where conquering faith is built today. So maybe you've never received Christ as your Savior. Maybe you've never confessed your sin and acknowledged Him as the Son of God, dead, buried, and resurrected for your sins. Maybe you've never called out to Him and said, Lord, please save me. His promise is if we'll call, He'll save. So maybe today you'd like to submit, surrender to the Lord in prayer. I want to invite you to do so here in just a minute. Maybe you're here today and you're just not praying with much confidence. You know, sometimes I pray and then I feel like I've got to go do it. You ever do that? It's kind of like I'm supposed to pray, okay, so I prayed, now I'm going to go try to figure it out myself. Rather than praying and doing what I can do, but all along trusting that it's God who's going to bring about the good. He's going to accomplish or work this out. Pray with confidence. He's fighting your battles. Pray knowing he's listening. Maybe you're battled today. Maybe you're beat down today or you feel conquered today. Then hear the word that says, return to rest, my soul. Don't entangle your own feet. God, remove these things from me. Get my eyes on you and you alone. Let me trust all things to you. Let you settle 
I just need my soul at rest. Return knowing that He has you where you are. All His ways are good. And then are you committed to living your life for Him? In light of what Jesus has done for us, the heart of thankfulness, simple response is, I'll live for you. I'll die for you. Whatever you ask of me will be my joy. So David had a faith that conquered. I just wondered, do we?